It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's the middle of the working week. It's a Wednesday, already the 14th of June for 2022. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Fabian Sinelli from Melbourne, taking a look at the property market and auctions there. And also, we've got some exciting news for the Real Estate Breakfast Club members. Yes, we're going to be giving away two nights accommodation. It's an escape for you and one other. We're going to put you up for two nights. You get dinner, you get breakfast on us and a whole lot of other things to do. I'll be able to tell you more about this tomorrow morning. It's in Australia, I can tell you that. And it's very indulgent and it is an escape for one lucky couple. But you have to be registered with the Breakfast Club to win this. If you haven't done so already, do it now. It's not too late. The email address is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. In the header, put the Breakfast Club and be sure to leave your phone number because somebody's got to win it and it might as well be you. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. Yeah, that is going to be a great prize to win for somebody. All right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia. And first we go to Sydney, another sunny day, expecting a high of 15 degrees. In Melbourne, the rain and the showers, they are back. 13 degrees is your high. Brisbane expecting a cloudy but dry one with 22. And in Perth, it is back into raincoat territory once again expecting one or two showers and a high of 20 degrees we feature market updates interviews and trends it's your real estate podcast for breakfast well federal mps they've pocketed a tidy five thousand eight hundred and ten dollar pay rise while ordinary australians struggle to pay their bills including fueling up the car putting food on the table paying everything from electricity to general day-to-day living expenses and of course let's not forget paying mortgages and rent. From the 1st of next month all federal MPs will see their salaries increase with a 2.75% rise. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's wage goes up to nearly 565000 It's a raise of just over $15,000. And the average Australian in 2022 is making almost $91,000. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Across every state, city and town of Australia, The Real Estate Podcast. Well, if you're in Melbourne this morning, a good morning to you. And if you are selling or buying, we have a spotlight being turned on Melbourne in terms of what is happening right now, especially around auctions. And to find out the answers to that, let's welcome back to the podcast Fabian Sinelli, who is the Managing Director and Auctioneer from EYS Auctions. Good morning, Fabian. Welcome back to the podcast. Morning, Craig. How are you going? 
Not too bad. How's things with you? You know, we look at that weather forecast in Melbourne every morning and, gosh, I wouldn't want to be in Melbourne, you know, with the amount of rain. <laughs> Terrible. It's uh, it's pretty gloomy out there. I uh, I haven't seen sunshine for about two weeks and uh, unfortunately myself and a lot of other people around Melbourne are battling some really bad illnesses and viruses and infections, but that's just uh, part and parcel of what we're, we're facing at the moment. So hopefully the sunshine's not too far away. Yeah, so you were mentioning to me just before we came on air that you're feeling a little bit down and gloomy. You've got a a bit of a cold, a flu, which is going around Melbourne, but you were on deck. You were pumping out the auctions over the weekend and you gave the vendors the opportunity, but they said, no, we'll take you at 40% of your optimal. I joke with a lot of the clients when I rang them. So not the weekend that just passed because Queen's birthday weekend was a little bit quieter, probably thankfully for me. But the week before, I was battling the flu and a really nasty sinus infection. And I, I rang all my clients on the Friday morning. And I basically, I had a little voice and it was all nasally. And I said, look, just so you know, you're going to get me at about 30, 40% absolute tops for tomorrow. What would you like me to give you another one of our auctioneers? Or would you like me to battle on it at 30, 40%? And they said, oh, no, 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 we'll take you at 30, 40%. So I, I didn't have the day off, unfortunately, but I'd do an auction with a broken leg, Craig. I have a, a big passion for it. So as long as I'm not on my deathbed, I'll, uh, I'll be out there in full force trying to uh, get the best result for the vendors. Well, you're definitely in it to win it. Nobody can take that away from you. All right, let's have a look at the Melbourne property and auctions. Another weekend has passed. So what is happening in the market from your vantage point right now? The weekend that just passed, we had obviously really significantly down scheduled auction numbers. 342 actually were scheduled. So that's probably about a quarter of the numbers we usually see put under the hammer in Melbourne. Uh, look, preliminary clearance rates over the weekend were 62.4%. We know this is going to be revised to uh, a lower number, probably more so in the high 50s once the remaining auction results get collected. What we know is that Domain reported last week 54.2%. So it's going to be very interesting to see if we dip lower than that from the weekend that just passed after those revised clearance rates come in, because if it does dip lower, that's going to tell us that we've just experienced the lowest clearance rate on record this year. And one thing I'm finding quite interesting, Craig, in this market is that more than 10% of auctions are actually being cancelled or withdrawn. And that's a really big vendor confidence issue at the moment. And another big issue I'm finding is that agents are wanting to postpone auctions the week leading in. Now, I don't think that's very wise in this market because if you lack interest now, you're not going to be gaining any more interest by prolonging the campaign. You just need to trust the process. I had a perfect example over the weekend where an auction was tipped to pass in with no bidders. We ended up generating three fresh buyers on the day, super competitive auction, and it sold well above reserve. And the vendors were actually thankful that we ran the auction. So you've just got to stick at it because we can't achieve those results in a private sale. Yeah, some good points there. And a lot of people, including us, look at the clearance rates of different cities around Australia. And sometimes those clearance rates might be a little different in their reporting. So Fabian, you are obviously in a great position to explain to our listeners this morning what's going on there with some of the different numbers being reported. Look, it's actually quite a controversial topic because it can give the market a false outlook. Typically, the market reads a clearance rate as what sells under the hammer. But a lot of data doesn't get reported because agents haven't, A, picked up their phone or B, they're just lazy in reporting afterwards. Now, that can really skew the data. A huge chunk goes missing every single weekend, maybe even 30% of the scheduled auctions. 
But a lot of those auctions are still being negotiated. So for me personally, we need to include in the clearance rate sales under auction conditions. That's three days before the auction, at of course the auction, and three days after. Otherwise, why have auction conditions in place? So you see, different bodies collect different data based on who has actually reported their auctions. I would love to personally see two clearance rates, one for under the hammer and one for an adjusted one on the Thursday morning following the three business days to allow those auctions that passed in to have been negotiated successfully. That would then tell us the true number and also tell us whether there really is a confidence issue or there's obviously still great confidence in the market to buy unconditionally. And I'm pretty confident, Craig, you would see the clearance rates jump up significantly if we saw that number. And I know that because we can see it internally in our business. Unfortunately, though, it would just give the media a slow news day to report successful results. So I think they're done with that since that post-pandemic boom. Now they need a new talking point, don't they? It's an interesting one that you raise because that must find favour with a lot of people within the industry itself. It certainly does. And, you know, it's very important that agents actually start looking internally at their own clearance rates. And, you know, that's probably going to lead us to a little bit further on in the show about, you know, some agents are able to adapt to market change, some aren't. And I think it's going to take time for agents to actually start to get, you know, understand the rhythm and flow of this market and work out what needs to be done, what isn't working. So there's going to be a lot of fundamentals in this marketplace that play a huge factor. But let's let's not kid ourselves. Clearance rates also play a huge part in the way the agent adapts to market change. And talking of agents, what about the leading auction agents? Are they still maintaining strong clearance rates? Absolutely, they are. I've got two clients in particular, not mentioning any names, but they are still maintaining 80% plus because they have been able to adapt super quickly to market change. One huge shift in their strategies is, I've noticed of late, they're adjusting the advertised price mid-campaign, whether it be, it might be mid-campaign, it might even be after the first week. If they see a red flag early on, they are so quick to fix it. And they're also just backing the auction process. They don't freak out at the first sign of no interest. Now, I'm not just saying this as well because I'm an independent auctioneer, but it is obvious that the number one agents use specialist auctioneers. They can hustle harder. They don't have an emotional distraction on the listing. And it allows the agents to work the floor and communicate with the buyers they've built a relationship with. I had an auction over the weekend that generated a crowd of excess of 100 people and sold 100K over reserve. This agent does it week in and week out. And they're in an area where their market has been hugely impacted by the shift. The market is always going to fluctuate, Craig. But unfortunately, it's the agents that lose confidence in auctions that don't know how to adjust to a change. Agents play a huge factor in clearance rates. The media is always going to talk about buyer and vendor confidence. But imagine if the media actually reported clearance rates on just the elite auction agents. Like we'd be sitting at 80% instead of 55%. So it's just not a confidence issue at the moment. It's agents not adapting to the sudden market shift. Yeah, that's very interesting because last weekend I was talking with a couple of different agents about price sensitivity. It was just so clear that if you get that pricing wrong in terms of staging, uh, let's say, an auction, you're going to miss out on a chunk of people coming through. Now, if I'm a vendor and I'm thinking about selling my property and I've been looking at all those wonderful prices that have been happening over the last year, that price sensitivity is just so critical, isn't it, for getting that list price right? 
A hundred percent. I tell a lot of the clients I work with, one thing you need to explain to the vendors when you're in that auction listing appointment in general, or whether you want to list an auction, you need to explain to the vendors that, you know, in that post-pandemic boom late last year, the market was meeting the vendors' expectations because a vendor could set the bar high. We had surplus bidders. We had record low interest rates. There was low stock levels. That was a market where the vendor could demand a price and the market would pay it. In this market, unfortunately for the vendors, they need to meet the market's expectations. So there's, you can see now that the shift has now gone towards the buyer. And, and that's not to suggest that vendors can't achieve a great outcome or a premium price. They've just got to be open-minded about being realistic about what they want to accept because the more realistic they are, ultimately the more competition they're going to generate for their property. Good on you, Fabian. That is another week's worth of great information coming out of Melbourne. Look forward to chatting and talking about those clearance rates in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Craig. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 